Welcome to your Safe Space, the podcast. I'm your host, Adele Marie, and this podcast is here for you. It is a safe space for us to catch up each week to discuss anything and everything. And today we are talking about comparison and how comparison really is the thief of joy. Guys, thank you so much for coming back. I can't believe it's episode 11. I feel like we're in double digits now and that is just mind-blowing to me. And I want to say as well before I continue, I know that I don't sound 100%. I am not super sick. I feel like I'm actually on the mend today. I felt probably worse yesterday and I think it's a sinus problem because I don't have a headache, I don't have a fever, I don't have a cough, I don't have a sore throat. It's just all in my nose and you can probably hear it. So I'm really sorry and I understand if the sound of my voice like this makes you not want to listen to the episode. Hopefully the episode is still really valuable and you still listen to it. But yeah, I just thought straight off the bat I have to acknowledge that. And I also want to say thank you for the love last week on the mental health episode because honestly that episode was not challenging for me to record but it was heavy. It was heavy for me to record. I then had to edit it twice because I edit the audio and then I edit the video for the vodcast on YouTube. And not that it was making me upset, but it was just a lot. It was emotionally heavy and it did take up a lot of my emotional energy last week. And then to hear you guys say that you really liked it or that you got value out of it just, yeah, made it worthwhile. And I even got a message from one of you saying, I listened to this episode and I booked in an appointment with my GP. And I got goosebumps when I read it and I cried because I'm like, this is why I do this. And I'm so grateful that you guys allow me to do that. So thank you again. And on that note, I want to say, how has your week been? What has been going on? For me, my week has been another busy one. It is Wednesday at the time that I am recording this. It's the 28th of September. I am recording this episode and then I'm about to head off to a Chemist Warehouse event, which I'm very excited about. I do love Chemist Warehouse. And I am then on a flight to Sydney tomorrow. So by the time this podcast is airing or dropping on Sunday morning, I think I might be at the airport. I think I might be on a plane back to Melbourne. I'll be at the airport or on the plane. Um, And you would have seen that I was there for my friend's wedding. It's Nancy's wedding finally. I had the hens a couple of weeks back. And so I'm very much looking forward to that. And yeah, this week has just been, again, another mammoth effort to try and get all my content ready and organized before I leave. So that's why I'm recording on a Wednesday. But as always, the place I record at Uh, image online are so fantastic because I just email them and say oh I need to come on this day or oh I need to come on this day and every week it's a different day and time but I'm hoping after this week I can get into a weekly routine and just have the episode or the episode recorded on a Thursday which gives me time to edit it on a Friday for the Sunday but anyway I have had a busy week And guess what else has happened? I was going to have a journal update for you, but I don't because the meeting got cancelled yesterday. But your girl got asked on a date. What? (laughs) Guys, I'm so excited. I'm going on a date on Tuesday night. So I don't actually have any more information or gossip or tea for you, but I got asked on a date and I'm looking forward to it because I feel like I have been putting that energy out and the universe has said, yep, we're going to get you a date and she's going on a date. And so I will give you an update on that in the next episode as well. But that was probably one of the highlights of my week. And I also want to know what is your highlight? What is one thing you're grateful for? Think about that for a second. Hold space for it in your head. And as I said last week, if you haven't had the best week, that's okay. We can always try again tomorrow. We can always try again next week. And there's one other update I need to give you, which I forgot to give you last week, the Facebook community. Now, 
a lot of you have been asking me where it is at and I want to be completely honest and transparent with you just so we're on the same page. I've wanted to do that for a very, very long time. However, I've had a tiny bit of, I'm going to say hesitation because I'm also in a lot of podcast Facebook groups and I'm in some of them which have gone like terribly um, downhill and then been closed or I'm in some that have like lots of arguments break out and I'm just worried that, well, one, I will be modifying, I will be modifying, I will be moderating it myself and I'm just worried that, I was worried or my hesitation came from the fact that like, what if it gets out of control? Like at this point, I'm already on my phone quite a bit because that's my job and whatnot, but I just thought I'm really scared to do that. And then after I kind of verbalized that to you guys, a few of you were like, I'll help you moderate it or I'll moderate it. It'll be fine, blah, blah, blah. And then I thought, you know what? I do actually trust you guys. (laughs) And I think the community that we have created is a safe one. I think that we will be respectful to each other. I think that we will, will treat each other with kindness. I don't think that we will have those issues. And so what I'm going to do is start the Facebook community. It will be announced sometime this week on the podcast Instagram. So give that a follow if you haven't already. And we will start it. And I want to give us the benefit of the doubt because I have full faith in you guys. And I know that given the fact that this podcast is literally called Your Safe Space... <laughs> The Facebook community will be a safe space for us to connect and meet like-minded people and just have that sense of community. We already have that sense of community, but I do think a Facebook group would make that a little bit stronger because at the moment it's just the Instagram page or it's like my TikTok or my YouTube, which is like still a whole heap of other content. I do want somewhere specific for you guys to hang out and, you know, chat and discuss certain things. Or if you've got questions about the episodes, we can talk about it in there. And so I think silly me to say that our podcast group would be terrible or go terrible. Let's give it a shot. (laughs) If it goes terrible, we'll deal with that when that happens. But I think benefit of the doubt, we're going to give it a shot and it will be announced this week. So keep an eye out for that as well. Now, guys, I want to jump into today's episode. We are talking about comparison. Now, today's episode is actually one that I have wanted to do for so long. And I kept putting it into like the poll for the Ask Me or not the Ask Me Anything. Like on the story, I'd be like, what episode do you want? And it kept just missing out, just missing out. And this week it hit number one first. And then I had a tie with all four options. I was like, shit. Anyway, so today we are talking about where comparison comes from and why we do it. I'm going to talk about how it shows up for us in our day-to-day life. And then I'm jumping into the listener questions, which are, how do we stop comparing? And I'm going to give you guys my tips. Now, I do want to say straight off the bat, I don't think we can ever stop it, but I think that we can have some tips in place to reduce the negative impacts of it on us. And then we're going to jump into the second question, which is how to achieve a better balance with social media and what content you consume online. Now, I want to go through the impact that social media has on us and the impact that social media has on comparison. And the question that I actually got was, I feel like social media makes me feel shit about my life, but I also love it. How to balance this? So we will answer that. And then the last question is, when is comparing yourself okay? Because yes, guys, there are actually some times in your life where comparison is okay. And we will try to unpack everything in this episode. So we always start with a definition. And in the English dictionary, comparison is defined as the act of looking at things to see how similar or different they are. Now, the other thing I want to mention is comparison is an incredibly normal and natural human impulse. And a lot of you ask me questions about it. And even just judging on that, I can see how common 
and normal and human it is. And obviously today, I hope to provide you an understanding of why we do it, what to look out for, and how we can reduce the negative impacts on it. Now, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, I don't think there is a way to completely stop comparing yourself. And I understand that when you experience comparison, sometimes it can trigger envy, which we spoke about in a previous episode, or sometimes it can trigger other uncomfortable emotions. Maybe it's jealousy, maybe it's bitterness, maybe it's anger, frustration. I will always come on this podcast and tell you that it is better to feel your feelings, even the shit ones, even the uncomfortable ones, even the heavy ones. And I will try to teach you how to redirect them in a way that feels better for you. I'm not here to suppress it. I'm not here to say we need to stop feeling like that because I don't think that that is a helpful way to live. I want it to be a practical way that we can learn to live with it and then learn to live in a way that feels better for ourselves. Now, like a lot of our human behavior, social comparison stems way back to evolution. And a lot of our behavior back then was in place to protect ourselves and assess threats, which life is very different now. We don't need to do that. But fast forward to now, and we are making comparisons about a lot of things. Now, I'm going to go through some of the things that you guys sent me through in the question box. And as always, everything's anonymous. But in the question box, we are comparing ourselves to our colleagues. We're comparing our careers. We're comparing our paychecks. We're comparing our job titles. We're comparing our accomplishments. You know, did so-and-so get engaged or did so-and-so buy a house? We're comparing to friends in relationships. And I will say, if you are single, please go listen to episode number nine, shameless plug. And sometimes we are in our own relationship comparing to another relationship. And sometimes we're comparing the person we're dating to our ex. Sometimes we might be comparing ourselves to friends who have kids if we want them. Sometimes we're just comparing to other people our age. Sometimes we're comparing based on physical appearance. Sometimes we're comparing based on productivity. That one came up quite a bit. And sometimes we're comparing because our friends are on holiday and we're not. Or sometimes we're even comparing the old you to the new you or the current you or how your life used to be to where it is now. And I think it is then made worse because of technology and because of social media. And because of that, it's almost in our face 24-7, which we will unpack a little bit later in the listener question. Now, essentially, when we are comparing, what we are trying to do is evaluate ourselves. And looking at other people can often be that benchmark for us. And I think there are times where it can allow us to measure like what we're good at, what we're not so good at. And sometimes it can even help us get a sense of who we are. But the issue actually arises when we do it and then it has a bad impact on us. And we do it and then it makes us feel worthless or it makes us feel like we're not good enough or that we're not enough. As I said before, it can trigger envy, which can trigger hostility. It can deteriorate our mental health. In this episode, I did a lot of research for it and I actually found that when you are doing a lot of comparison, that can almost increase your risk of mental health problems as well. And it can also, you know, decrease our uh, well-being. And as I said, it may impact our confidence too. Now, it's not black and white. There's good and bad to most things. So as I mentioned before, it can have a good impact on us in the sense that sometimes we might compare and that might inspire us to do something or it might show us what we want and then it might create a pathway for us to get to where we want. And sometimes it can show us that things are possible for us too. And so I don't think 
think it's always a bad thing and I definitely need to make that clear obviously in this episode. Now, I want to do a quick activity with you to figure out what your default thinking pattern is and I don't want you to think too much about it, right? Just We're just going to jump straight into the activity. There's no right or wrong, just uh, we're, we're being curious, okay? <laughs> so, what I want you to do is think of something that triggers your comparison. Think of someone having what you really want or think of the last time you saw something on social media which triggered that comparison for you. Just think about it and then tell me what emotion came up. No judgment. We're getting curious. Tell me what came up. We're just getting aware. I've actually got here on my run sheet, self-awareness equals slay. (laughs) Because self-awareness does equal slay and curiosity and just noticing what comes up when you're feeling it is the first starting point. Okay. Now, I want to say, if you felt some uncomfy things like envy or frustration or shame or resentment, please don't panic. We can move into a more, I'm going to say, beneficial thinking pattern. We can rewire our thinking. We can rewire our mindset to move it to something a little bit more optimistic or even to move it to inspiration or even admiration. And I will show you how to do that in the listener questions. Sometimes you might even have feelings of superiority show up. So you might be feeling like you're better than someone and maybe you even feel a bit smug. And this is not a bad thing either. But again, I don't recommend this because what you're doing when you compare in this way is you're then still relying on an external factor to judge yourself. If you look at someone and think, oh, I'm better than them because I've got XYZ and I've achieved XYZ, you're still pinning your self-worth to something external. And we don't do that on this podcast. No, we don't. No, we don't. We've got everything we need within. We have everything we need within, okay? So again, I would say there is a risk there because then we're only feeling good if we're getting positive feedback or using our, our marker of where we're at on other people, which just leaves us in a risky place. And then there might be times where you're feeling comparison and it might go even one step further into like that almost toxic mindset of like, well, I'm not doing enough because they've achieved X, Y, Z, or I will never be good enough because they're doing X, Y, Z. And that thinking is unhelpful too. And that thinking can leave us in a negative frame of mind. Now, as I said, I don't want you to feel bad because at some points we're all going to experience this and I'm not sitting here telling you that I never feel comparison because that's not true. I absolutely feel it. I'm a human. We're all humans having a human experience, okay? And I believe that at certain patches in our life, we might even feel it more than other patches. I'm going to say after we go through a lot of change, if we're feeling particularly stressed, if our mental health is like flailing, we might be feeling it a little bit worse. But my ultimate goal with this episode is to leave you feeling better and give you some practical advice on how we can help get you there. Now, guys, without any further waiting, we're jumping straight into the listener questions. I was very excited about this episode. I've been waiting to do this episode. (laughs) So we're going to jump into listener question number one, how to stop comparing. As I mentioned earlier, I don't think we can stop it totally. And that's okay. I don't think we should want to stop it totally. But my tip number one for that is becoming aware, which is literally what we just did in that quick activity. Okay. Now, When you become aware, I like to label it. I like to write it down. You don't have to do that if you don't want to, but I find it beneficial. So in your journal, write down the next time you're feeling comparison, write down the moments that you're feeling it. If it is certain people that trigger it, write that down as well. If it's a certain activity that triggers it, write that down as well. Get it all out on paper. 
The reason that we like to get it out on paper, why? Because it's out of our head, it's onto the paper. We can look at the plan, we can look at it, make a plan, deal with it. So get it out on paper, even in your notes app, I'm not sure. If you don't really want to write it down, just try and intercept the thought when it comes up. Just pay attention to your thoughts. And then what I would then recommend you do once you've written it down is to write down how it makes you feel. And again, no right or wrong. There's no shame. There's no judgment. We're just being curious. I really want to get us into a habit of just being curious with ourselves and not having to like judge ourselves with every thought that comes into our head. We are not our thoughts. We are the thinker of the thoughts. Okay. And so all I want you to do for step number one is just becoming aware. That's it. Step number two is where we flip the mindset. And so again, from the above, as in the above activity that we just did or what you're writing down, I want you to have some new thoughts to think instead. And when I said intercept the thought before, eventually, once you start becoming aware of it, you become more aware of it. And then the next time it comes up or the next time it comes up, you can come in and replace it with another thought. And so what I like to do is to also have this written down so that you can refer back to it the next time these thoughts come up or the next time you're feeling triggered. And I'm going to give you some of the new thoughts that you could pick and you could make up your own. I really recommend you would make up your own, but these are the thoughts that I like to tell myself. Okay. So we'll just say as an example from number one, you're thinking person X may have X, Y, Z. That's the old thought. And that makes me feel shit because I don't have it. So then to pick a new thought that feels you leaving better, some of my go-to thoughts are first one, everyone is on their own life path. Second one, I'm exactly where I'm meant to be. Third one, I will not miss out on what is meant for me. Fourth one, person X has X, so that shows me that I can have it too. And the reason I love that, and I think for me, most of the time I think about comparison, my thought goes there. I think, oh, well, if they've got it, I can have it too. Because hello, it's possible. (laughs) That's evidence. It's like proof in reality that it's possible. And I think especially when I see people in relationships, because I really want a relationship, especially when I see people in happy married couples or happy relationships, I'm like, oh my God, like it does exist. It does exist. It's not, oh my God, I'm never going to have that because they have that. Or it's so hard for me. How can I, I'm never going to find that. It's like, well, no, you will find it Adele because look, there are these people that are living what you, what you want. There is evidence for it to exist. And I would say for me, I have a very, I'm going to say just strong abundance mindset. And I have mentioned this before. I will do another episode on it, but there is abundance mindset and there's scarcity mindset. So if I quickly just dive into that a little bit, abundance mindset is where you believe wholeheartedly that there is enough in the world for everyone to succeed. There is enough of everything for everyone to live an amazing abundance life. Scarcity mindset is the opposite of that. It's like you feel like there's lack all the time, like there's not enough to go around that, you know, because so-and-so got that promotion at their workplace, like that means you won't get that promotion or because so-and-so got engaged, that means you won't get engaged or because so-and-so bought a house, that means you won't buy the house. And so there are two types of mindsets there, which I do think impact comparison and impact the mindset, but we'll do that in another episode. But ideally what I would want you to do in the second point is to flip the mindset. So when you're aware of the thought happening, the thought then happens, you then replace it with a new thought. And then number three, again, you're going to hear me talk about this a lot on this podcast, but it's practicing gratitude. It is counting your blessings because 
when you focus on what you have, what you have grows. And I will always say that because I love practicing gratitude. And I think when I practice it, I'm a happier person. When I practice it, I show up better in my life. When I practice it, I'm then more grateful for all the other amazing little things. And you can do, you can do this in many different ways, guys. I always just like to think of one to three or one to five things per day that I'm grateful for. Sometimes each day, there are certain things that are the same. If you were to look through my journal, you would see at the top of my gratitude list, Franklin is the first thing every single time. I'm always grateful for him, but sometimes it might be that I had a really nice cup of coffee. Other times it might be that, you know, I had a really good workout or other times it might be that the sunrise was pretty or it might be that I had a good night's sleep or it might be that I had a yummy dinner last night with my family. I don't know. It could be, there could be a million things that you're grateful for. And I think when you start to do that, it rewires your mind again into looking to more grateful things. And I would always refer to gratitude when I feel comparison creeping in as well. So when it creeps in, you can replace it with one of those other thoughts. You can also go to gratitude. And then number four, my tip is working on your sense of self. And I have put here self-compassion. And I will do an episode on self-compassion too eventually, but What this means is embracing who you are and it means embracing who you are right now exactly as you are and it's focusing on your strengths. It's working on your self-confidence. How is your self-confidence? Does it need a little bit of TLC? Do you need to pour into your cup? It is doing the things that you love and then focusing on how you feel. It means working on your identity and your values and in turn that impacts your self-esteem and your confidence in a positive way. It's nurturing relationships with people who you value, your friends, your family, and it's also living in alignment with your values, your true beliefs. And it means celebrating your own wins as well. And I will talk a little bit about this later in the episode, but I noticed that there was almost this theme of people not celebrating themselves because they're worried about what other people think. And the reason that I want to put that in there is because if we are so worried about what everyone else is doing, that means that there's no energy left for us. So conserve that energy, focus it on you. And then number five, guys, is using the evidence to work towards what you want. So I did talk about evidence when I spoke about flipping your mindset, but what this looks like for everyone is going to be different, right? Because there are going to be certain things that you want that I might not want or that the next person wants that I might not want. And we're all different. And that is the most beautiful thing about being a human. We're all different. We're all living on our own paths and journeys. And that's really exciting and cool. But it means that you get to create that awareness for yourself. And then you get to figure out what it is that you want to work towards. And for me, as I said before, I usually see when I have comparison come in, I see it as like, oh, well, that is telling me that I want that. That is a very clear insight. I don't see it as like, oh shit, like I feel bad now because I felt that. It's like, well, check yourself Adele because that's what you want. And then I think to myself, okay, if that's what I want, how do I then get there? And then I work my way back. So comparison can be a great way to find that evidence, find that insight and then slowly work towards what you want. I'm then going to jump in to listener question number two, which is how to achieve a better balance with social media. Now, guys, we're living in 2022. Social media is, I'm going to say, everywhere. It is a huge part of our life. Personally, it's a huge part of my life. And I think it's just continued to grow over the years. And I think it will continue to grow. When I first had social media back in the day, I was an MSN girl. (laughs) 
And I was a MySpace girl. Some of you listening to this podcast are going to be like, what the hell is that? Because I'm a bit older than you. Some of you listening to this podcast would be like, yes, same, me too. But now we have Facebook, we have Instagram. I remember even having Instagram and like TikTok wasn't a thing. That blows my mind. Now we've got Snapchat, we've got Twitter. As I said, we've got TikTok. We even have Be Real. And I low-key hope that my Be Real goes off in this podcast episode. (laughs) But social media makes comparison so much more worse because Social media and what everyone else is doing is in our face literally 24-7. And so we have such an easy accessibility to what everyone else is doing all of the time. And I think it's no wonder that we tend to lean in comparison when that is our reality now. But it's a fake reality because what we see online is not the full picture. And I feel like I've spoken about this quite a bit. I vlog a lot of my life on YouTube. I vlog a lot of my life on TikTok. I will post, for example, a daily vlog that is 60 to 90 seconds long. There are 24 hours in the day. You guys are only seeing 60 to 90 seconds of that, which is like, I don't know what the percentage is. Your girl is not good at maths, but that's a very small portion of my day. The same for a weekly vlog. My vlogs average from like 30 minutes to an hour. There are seven days in a week with 24 hours and you're still only seeing a very small portion. Now, I do my best to obviously share a balanced and true depiction of what the hell goes on in my life, but I think it's important that we remember what we see with other people and what we see happening in their life is a highlight reel. Everyone's life is different. I also want to say no one is perfect. I'm not perfect. We shouldn't aim to be perfect. We're humans. But we need to remember most people are just posting the good stuff. They're posting the wins. They're posting the times that they're happy. When I post on my Instagram, I usually do like a carousel. They're like my highlights or like my most grateful moments for the week. It's not often that I'm in there posting something crying. I definitely think I'm more likely to cry on YouTube or TikTok. (laughs) But I want to say that people also don't have to post the negative stuff online, right? And I think there's like, there is like this I don't know, it's warped because people only post the good stuff. And yes, it would be better if people posted like a more balanced picture, but we can't expect people to air their heavy shit on the internet if they don't want to. It is actually on us to remember that we're not comparing to a full picture. We're comparing to a a snippet. And one of the examples I gave you in, I can't remember what episode it was, but I was in a relationship that looked online so perfect, that looked like we were ticking all the boxes, we lived together, we were very loved up, but on the inside in that house, shit was fucked, right? And no one really knew that. No one knows what goes on behind closed doors and you never, ever truly know what someone is going through. And as I said, a lot of the times we see the incomplete picture, we see the highlight reel and we don't know know what's going on in their world. And so I want to give you some tips that I have to, I think, achieving a better balance on social media. And I'm keen to get into this because obviously this is my work now. And I feel like I have been on social media for a long time and hopefully I can impart some of the stuff that I've gone through onto you guys as well. So number one is to change up your feed and to unfollow people. And I want you to unfollow the accounts that basically make you feel like shit or the accounts that make you feel terrible or make you feel bad about yourself. And I'm going to call myself out here because The content that I post now is very much me. However, I don't believe that I posted that content back in like my early 20s. I used to post a lot about like dieting. I used to post a lot about 
my weight. I used to do a lot of gym challenges. I used to count calories. I used to be like anti-carb at one point. Like I was problematic at one point in my life as well. And so when I struggled with my body image, I was posting content like that. And then I also used to follow accounts that struggled with their body image or that were food accounts that also then made me feel like shit. But I was in my 20s and I didn't know better and I wasn't really sure of myself. And I guess I was posting that content. I was leaning into that content, but it made me feel terrible. And so now I'm nearly 30. I have curated a feed that is beautiful in my mind. I follow my friends. I follow some creators that I love. I follow some brands that I love, some brands that I have worked with or would love to work with. And then I've got a whole heap of mental health care pages because following psychologists and following mental health reminders or quote pages makes me feel good. I love signing into my Instagram and seeing in my feed this beautiful quote or seeing tips, you know, to work on your mental health or a journal activity from a psychologist. And so I have made a feed that makes me feel good. And on that, I just want to say, watch the content that you consume carefully because the content you consume has an impact on how you feel. And I'll give you another example. I used to listen to a lot of true crime podcasts and I used to love, it was a podcast called Case File. I used to love it. But it got to the point where I was listening to it and then I had started to notice a change in my behavior. I would say, leave work and like be really scared walking to my car or I'd go and like fill out petrol and I'd be really scared at the station or I'd check all the doors were locked at night. And it just started like making me more fearful and more anxious. And now I don't listen to true crime unless it's like, white collar crime because <laughs> I love, I, I do still love true crime, but I just can't do the gory stuff. I just can't do like, you know, that stuff anymore because it was making me feel scared. And I saw how my behavior and how my thinking was changing. And so if that's how listening to podcasts make me feel, imagine how, you know, scrolling on Instagram and seeing things that upset me would make me feel. So be really mindful of what you are consuming. And I want to say this now, obviously I have this podcast and I want to create a safe space and you know I have a YouTube channel I have a TikTok I have an Instagram if I for whatever reason ever start posting content that you don't like if you are triggered by my content or you don't want to follow me anymore unfollow me too I'm happy to say that because I want you to have a feed that feels good for you and hopefully I'm in that feed but I want you to know that you can unfollow if you need to me or whoever else, okay? And then tip number two is to reduce the mindless scrolling and to reduce your time spent online. Now, I am not going to tell you what my screen time is because I feel like because I do post videos and I edit videos on my phone for work, I feel like my screen time is not a true representation of what my screen time would be if I didn't do this for a job. But I will say you can set up a timer on certain apps. I know that Instagram has a timer the way you can get a notification. I think I have my notification on once I've spent an hour on there and it sends me a notification and then I know, get off that app. I still spend more time on TikTok, but that's another story. But if you are being triggered, a way that you can reduce it is to reduce your time spent there and minimize the time spent on socials. And then number three, my tip number three is have a detox. Does this look like deleting certain apps? I'll tell you now, I don't have Snapchat. I don't have Twitter. I almost wasn't going to download Be Real, but I feel like Be Real is like the less... I feel like Be Real is like the less energy and effort required from me. So I like Be Real. But do you need to delete certain apps? 
Does it look like just getting off your phone at a a certain time at night? Maybe it's that. Try that out. Maybe it's getting off at 9 p.m. every night or getting off at 8 p.m. and doing something else with that time that makes you feel better instead. I would say if you are struggling with social media in particular, please take these tips into account because it's just simply not worth it. And then, guys, we are going to jump into listener question number three. When is comparing yourself okay? Now, as I said earlier, there are some instances where comparison is okay. And I say this because it's not black and white. We don't do black and white thinking here, but it is a good thing when you are comparing yourself against yourself. But I want to say you're comparing yourself against yourself with self-compassion and with kindness. What I found in the research for this episode is that up until about the age 24, you are comparing yourself to others. People will tend to have that as a default thinking pattern. But once you pass 24 and you're 25 onwards, you actually tend to compare yourself against yourself. Now, Again, yes, it can be really good to do that. However, it can also be bad if you're like holding yourself to an unrealistic standard or expecting, you know, unrealistic or unrelenting stuff from yourself. But comparing to yourself, if you do it in a healthy way, is better because it's something internal and it's not external. It is a way to check your progress. At the end of every month, I do a journal activity to like see how I've gone that month. At the end of every year, I do like a yearly review for myself just to see how I've gone. And I love doing it because it's like... There are some areas that, yeah, I didn't succeed in, but then I see, oh my God, I actually achieved stuff or, you know, I did more than I thought I would here. And it's just nice to focus on your own personal goals, focus on your own progress, focus on your own success and compare the old you to the new you in a healthy, healthy way. And I want to say again, please always celebrate your wins. I am the biggest cheerleader of myself and I'm also a cheerleader of the people around me, but I love celebrating my wins no matter how big or how small. And I do this because it feels good. And then again, similar to the gratitude, when you practice and you get into your thinking of doing something again and again, when you start celebrating your small wins, you then become aware of when you're ticking boxes or kicking goals and it feels better. And life is too short not to celebrate yourself as well. And so I want to say always, always celebrate your own wins. All right. And then the last note on that is comparison is also okay to have when it doesn't impact your self-esteem. When you can let comparison come up, have the feelings of envy and whatever, and it doesn't, it's like water off a duck's back for you, right? When you can vibe with it without it ruining your day or without it ruining your mental health or without it having weight on your self-worth, that is also when comparison is okay. So, you know, we want to kind of move ourselves to that so that we can learn to just live with it coming up and learn to live in a way that feels better for us. And then I'm going to wrap the episode there, but there was one last comment that I got and it was a question submitted later in the little question box that I put up on the Instagram story. But there was a comment there saying, I feel bad celebrating my success to my friends because they compare themselves to me. And I have many thoughts about this. I have so many thoughts about this. I'm going to do an episode on like friendship breakups and like what makes a good friend in my mind. And one of the things for me, and this is just one of the pillars of friendship that I value, but one of the things that I think makes a friendship healthy is when you and the friends that you keep are able to honor each other's accomplishments. You're able to honor each other's wins. You're able to honor each other's success. You're supportive of each other. And so without knowing any further context, if your friends are not doing that for you or your friends are making you feel bad about your success, I'm going to say it may be time to see if one, you can repair that or maybe get some different friends. And the reason that I'm saying that is because 
there are friends out there that will do that for you. And with everything, obviously, what I expect from a friend, I would show to a friend. So I don't know what your relationship is vice versa, but I would say if you want to try and fix that, start celebrating them, pour that energy into them and see how that is received. If it's still not received or they still make you feel bad or you feel like you can't celebrate yourself, find another friend. And if you need to do that, there's an episode that I did on making friends as an adult. So go and listen to that episode. But guys, I'm going to wrap the episode there. I feel like I have chatted your ear off today and I'm loving the length of the longer episodes. So thank you for sticking around. If you like this episode, please leave me a review. Please leave me a rating. I think you can leave me a review on Apple. I think you can leave me a rating on Spotify. Please give me some stars. (laughs) Obviously, um, if you have feedback, always send me a DM. I'm open to that. I love what you guys have to say. I love listening to you. And I want to say, if you love listening to this podcast, tell someone about it. Tell your friends about it. Share it on your Instagram story. As always, I appreciate your support so, 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 so much. Like I cannot tell you how much I appreciate it. So thank you. And I just want to say thank you for joining me again this week. Thank you for holding the space with me. I hope that you had a great weekend and I hope that you have an amazing week ahead. I hope that something magical happens to you. And I hope that, yeah, you're doing one nice thing for yourself today. Whenever you listen to this episode, make sure you're practicing your self-care. All right. Thank you, guys. I will see you next time. Love you so much. Bye. The Your Safe Space podcast is recorded on Wurundjeri land. This podcast acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land.